You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne, and this is Kilcullen Diary. It's exactly two years since the community of Ballyshannon began their campaign against the proposal to open a sand and gravel extraction quarry at a local farm called Racefield, which had been acquired by sand and concrete products giant Kilsaran. The company plans to take out three million tonnes of material over ten years, to be transported by trucks to other Kilsaran facilities through the rural roads of Ballyshannon and neighbouring townlands, and also through Kilcullen. With 72 truck movements a day from Racefield, the community foresees the potential destruction of a beautiful landscape which is a major reason why they live there. In October 2019, the Ballyshannon Action Group began a campaign of objections against the planning application. About 230 submissions were registered against the proposal with support from local TDs and councillors and the equine industry as well as from archaeologists working on the Dunoilna Royal Site near Kilcullen. The objections were mainly around dust, noise, human and animal health issues and road safety. Two months after the application had been lodged, Kildare County Council emphatically refused it. In January 2020, Kilsaran lodged the inevitable appeal to onboard Planola. A decision didn't come through until June 2021, and there was shock and disappointment when the ABP board went against the specific recommendation of their own inspector and overturned the Kildare County Council refusal. Local resident James Delaney is one of many who were shocked. I really thought we had met a good case. I mean, I think that the opposition in the community is just so well demonstrated by the amount of objections that went in to, um, to the original application to, to, to Kildare County Council. No, there was 200 objections put in, which is pretty pretty huge number for any development like that, that goes on. That kind of showed you the whole community was against this thing that was being kind of landed in on top of us. Kildare, like I suppose, backed us up on that, and we were pleased with that. You know, I mean, Kildare, Kildare County Council rejected it, and uh, and really we were we were quite shocked when Board Planola overturned Kildare's decision because the community is obviously against it. The council is against it, and even Borkinall's own inspector was against it, you know, and they went against the views of their own inspector, which just seems very hard to justify, you know, very hard for us to understand anyway. For Claire Keown and her family, Ballyshannon has been home since 2005. The children went to Ballyshannon National School, walking to it along the road, and later to take the bus to their secondary school in Kilcullen. It's also where Claire walks her dogs and where, along with everyone else on the road, they go for walks for exercise. If the quarry goes ahead, it will turn that part of their lives upside down. It will certainly um, totally inconvenience our life. I mean, like, to go exercising, we, we don't feel we'd be able to leave outside our house and walk along the road because we don't believe it would be safe to do so. So we would have to find alternatives. And in this, like, day of climate change and climate action, having to get into our car to drive somewhere to exercise just seems totally at odds with what the world is trying to do on these things. For Joan Dowling, representing a family which has lived and worked in Ballyshannon for generations, 
The prospect of the quarry threatens everything that makes living in a rural community worthwhile. I feel completely that's threatened. Um, and during lockdown, the, the fact that we live in a rural community helped, helped me personally to get through it all. And it helped you personally to get through every little thing, like the joys of being able to walk down through our fields and through the neighbours' fields and being able to hear the sounds of nature. And now, and just being able to enjoy the peace, the quiet and the tranquility that, that got us through all of this difficult past year, at least, um, you know, as well as everything else, of course, as well as the, the years of before. But for me, it just got us through it. And now, instead of the peace and quiet and the fact that you can go down fields and just not hear the sounds of, you can hear the sounds of nature, but, and the sounds of silence when you want silence. And now there's going to be no silence. You, that's going to be perfect. I think that the, the simple pleasures of that will be taken away from us. Um, and I think that's an awful crying shame. The Ballyshannon Action Group, which had already been fundraising to pay for outstanding costs related to their initial campaign, decided to seek a judicial review of the Board Planola decision, an effort that's bringing further substantial costs on the community. But they are prepared to go the full length of whatever road is necessary to protect their own rural roads and lifestyle. While they wait to see if the review will be permitted, the group have continued with a strong public information campaign to keep the issues in focus. Much of it is through social media, along with regular articles in the traditional local and national newspapers. Joanna Costello is the Ballyshannon Action Group's information officer, and I asked her why they had decided to keep such a strong publicity effort going. I suppose it was just another form of getting the message out there. Um, so we realised that while we were quite aware of the facts, and not a lot of people, maybe even just up the road in Kilcullen, may not be aware of what was going on here. Um, so we're really in the thick of this. We're used to this, and, and, and this has been kind of an ongoing campaign over the last two years or more. Um, but even like uh, talking to my own friends and family and members and things like that who would live around, they weren't really aware of the extent of what was planned here or the fact that this is going to be the fourth Kiltar inquiry in this area. Um, it, it's when you start putting it all together like that that people kind of start to realise, God, this is, you know, this isn't just a bunch of people giving out about, you know, not wanting a quarry in, in their back garden or whatever that phrase is. This is a much wider issue. This is not even a Kildare or a Kilcullen issue. This is kind of becoming a national issue now. Like, how can something go so far against the county development plan and all the other regulations that we as as normal Joe Soaps would have to follow if we were building anything or a house or anything like that and yet here's a private company that gets to come in and kind of run kind of through all of that fairly easily without any sort of an issue um, and it was it was that kind of um, sense that people weren't aware of what was happening that really kind of uh, made us feel that we needed to get out there a lot more. And we have a number of members of the, the committee and the wider Ballyshannon Action Group who are very kind of skilled in terms of different areas. So we, we're, we're really playing on people's kind of backgrounds and professions and their experience in, in getting that message out there in all sorts of ways, shapes and forms. And one of them um, is social media. The information flow is two-pronged. 
getting the technical side of things out to the community in an understandable form, and also highlighting the human cost that the development would have on individuals, families and local activities. Joanna Costello again. To the uninitiated, which I definitely was at the start of this, the thought of reading through an environmental impact assessment was just ridiculous. And now I could tell you what page stuff is on in that report. Um, What's important as well is that we feel the need to, to both show the human side of this, but also, and, and the people whose lives will be impacted by this inappropriate development, but we also need to show people around the area what's actually in this, because there's a lot of stuff that can be um, very difficult to understand um, when you're not a professional reading all this stuff every day of, or every working day of your life. A lot of it is quite heavy, and unless you were um, affected by it, you mightn't necessarily want to get in there and read a 98 or 99-page inspector's report from Unfortunate is not much fun reading. But when we kind of take the nuggets out of it and let people know what's happening, um, that does get quite a good response as well, because people, people want knowledge, and they want to know about stuff that's affecting them, but people have lives too. And they don't have time to go, and a lot of people, or most people, don't have time to go and, and look into this. So we felt that we needed to bring all of that information to people and make it as digestible and, and as factual as possible. And not to kind of be uh, alarmist about it. We just want people to know the facts. So we've been very, very careful that we won't, we're not dramatising anything. We are sticking regimentally to the facts and letting people know what's going on. But also... Um, the human side of things is very important because we want people to know who's on the other end of this. We want people to know that, you know, we're not kind of um, sitting here in our ivory towers, like saying that quarrying is like a blight on our area. Of course it will be, but I suppose the interesting thing about this particular case is that it's so inappropriate and goes against so many of the regulations. And even the inspector's report from on board Planola, the fact that they recommended that this should not go ahead is, is really kind of interesting because it points to every reason why it doesn't go ahead. And then all of a sudden we see the board approving it at the end and just kind of pursuing all of the reasons why they might do that. So it just feels like there's some there's something really, really not right happening here and People are responding to that as well. Joanna says the feedback the group have been getting to the information flow is strong. It's local and also from a surprising distance away from the whole issue. There's people from all over the country, people from abroad, getting on to know, to, to, to let us know that they have heard all about it through the social media and through the, the bits of media that we've been doing as well and that they were totally unaware of it, but to kind of, and showing their support, like they don't, they're not from this area, they won't be impacted if this development go ahead, but they just feel that there's an injustice if it does happen. So we're on Instagram as well, and we're on Twitter, and they're on Facebook. So there's, there's different audiences to all of those different things, but a lot of the time what will, what people will respond to is pieces like in, in The Bridge, pieces like in The Kildare Nationalist, um, there are, there are all sorts of uh, people who are not on social media. Um, I wasn't on social media myself until this came back along and now I'm <laughs> reignited back onto social media. But it is very, uh, a very effective tool. 
for companies like Kilsaren. Going through the system of planning and development is a full-time professional business for which they have personnel, funding and a budget. But for the people that the Racefield project will affect, it's taking a big chunk out of their lives. James Delaney. I spent a huge amount of time on this, you know. Um, so it's a huge amount of, it's a huge personal investment like to um, to fight something like this for everyone, the committee and the community alike. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't get down about it. I wouldn't let myself get down about it, you know, but it, it is, it is something to, to, to put your trust in the planning system and think that, and hope that the planning system is fair, you know, will give you a fair crack of the whip, you know, if you make good arguments and you make solid arguments, you would think that the, the planning system would, would, um, see the sense of your logic. But, um, you know, so we just have to hope that it does in the end, you know. Many of us take the beautiful and good parts of our life for granted. It's only when they're threatened with removal that our awareness is raised. Joan Dowling. Yeah, it's constantly there in the background. And every little piece of something you read in the paper about other little communities, um, you always get affected for them now. Or when some stuff like this comes up, you think, well, there goes another community that's fighting for this. It's made me much more aware of stuff like this, which I wouldn't have necessarily been aware of before and much more environmentally friendly or aware of the, the planning and aware of the system that I wouldn't have had the occasion to be before and made me think of other communities, you know, apart from our own that are going through all of these things, you know, so that we're just part of the, we are our own small community, but we're part of a wider community of people who are, who are at different stages of fighting themselves going through the planning process, you know. The potential impact on the Ballyshannon community of a quarry in their backyard is still in the future. But the residents know from other such developments what lies down the road. James Delaney. We use the road as an amenity. I mean, we walk on that road regularly for, for exercise, the kids going for a cycle on it. At the moment, the area is a rural, rural area, you know. I feel like the imposition of a, of, of a quarry would really kind of turn it into more like an industrial area. At the moment, it's agricultural and, and you go for a walk and it's just farmland or, you know, there's people living here as well. To, to have something like a quarry is, is, is an industrialization of the of the countryside, really, you know, especially on a, on a greenfield site. I, I see other areas that unfortunately have to deal with quarries and really the roads are, 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 are no-go areas for pedestrians, cyclists and even it's even you know difficult enough driving around quarries with, with the amount of trucks and that but you know it's it really would kind of it it would really devastate the area for 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 just kind of walk or anything like that that's that's how it affects us the residents of Ballyshannon are fighting their own immediate campaign against this particular proposal but they're also looking much further into the future Claire Keown. um well we're at the stage now where we know it's going to go a high court hearing to understand what is happening. So we're looking at near-term and long-term goals. The near-term goal is to make sure that we have sufficient preparation and material available to our legal team to work on that judicial review. Uh, longer-term goals is to ensure that hopefully when we win that up through the courts, that we don't have another submission coming through in a year's time and having to refight that again. So we really want to make sure that the development plan for the local area is um, really thought out well. And we'll enable uh, a quarry development to get approved in the area going forward. And as you know, like, you know, we're hoping to have a 
UNESCO Heritage Site in Kilcullen. So all of those things, hopefully adding together, if we all as communities in the greater Kilcullen area put our heads together, I think we could come up with a compelling story as to how this could be a tourism attractive area and therefore be able to, as I say, stop a quarry development or any more quarry development by coming in that greater Kilcullen area. The two years of this process has taken a personal toll on the residents of Ballyshannon as they mobilised whatever resources they could to defeat Kilsarin. But it's also having an effect on the perception of the area itself as a place to live. Joan Dowling. Even already it has started to affect our community in ways that um, I was just passing the other day and somebody stopped and said that they were thinking about renting a house in the neighbourhood. But, you know, what, what are all the signs for? And I had to explain that it's a fantastic neighbourhood to live in and it would be wonderful to live in, but the signs are because of this. So, that you know, there, it's already affecting people who might have the idea we'll go to live there, we'll rent the house that they liked or we'll buy the house that we liked. Um, but then they see all of this going on and, you know, it's a deterrent, which is a natural deterrent, but... You know, the, the little things like that are starting to creep in in communities like ours, you know, that it's already affecting the fact that people have a house to rent or a house to sell. People will think twice about doing both, which is, you know, before even it all starts off, you know, before anything has been, you know, done yet or started yet. And we still have the ripples are starting to ripple through, you see. For Ballyshannon, this immediate issue is local and personal. But there's a warning here for the future. James Delaney. I would say as well with the potential changes in the planning laws that are being proposed, it's going to be even harder to defend communities against these types of developments, you know. So we have uh, changes, potential changes coming where developments will go straight to Mbord Panola and the only people that will be able to object or to appeal will be, you know, previously formed groups with large memberships, you know. We also have to protect the limited protections we have against these type of these kind of developments. There is a commentary of backlash against the ongoing campaign to the background of a wider conversation nationally where there are calls for changes to the planning laws to speed up decisions, ostensibly because of issues like the shortage of housing being a national emergency. The Ballyshannon Action Group bristle when they hear suggestions that there are frivolous cases being taken for judicial reviews. Joanna Costello. It's such a miscommunication because there is no easy way to take a judicial review of a, a decision from on board Nala. It is by nature a prohibitive process for the average person. Um, nobody's doing this for the fun of it. You know, uh, and we're certainly not, um, this isn't a hobby. Um, and we'll all be thrilled when we get to the other end of this. <laughs> so we can use all of this time for something else. But at the moment, we feel that it's really, really important because we don't want 72-plus Kilsarin trucks going up and down that road every day um, because it will change the entire community and it will change it forever. There won't be any going back at the end. Like If they stick to the letter of what they have planned there, if they go in for the 12 year, years and they quarry six days a week and they leave at the end of the 12 years and they restore it to this wonderful quarry lake that they promised at the end, we'll be left with a quarry, a stagnant water quarry lake, which will be twice the price or depth of Co Park Stadium. 
and nothing will ever grow, nothing will ever graze there. And it's just another wasteland in this small area of Kildare that we really don't need. If there is a positive from all this, it's the demonstration of solidarity in a small community in the face of a seemingly overwhelming situation. James Delaney again. There's such strength of will in the community and, and the community has come together over the issue as well. That's been a great kind of uh, boost and, and I suppose that kind of keeps us all going. It's been good like that for the community to, to come together. It's, it's, it's a way to kind of keep our spirits up and keep kind of positive on it. That's, that's how we have to be. This coming Sunday, the Ballyshannon community will come together to do an autumn clean-up along their country roads. There will be a video made of the event, which will be used in the continuing campaign. I suppose it's an opportunity for us all to um, get out, spend time with each other as a community, people to come out of their houses and, and, and just, you know, recognise the fact that this is a, a, an amenity for us. You know, it's, it's an opportunity to, to get out, maybe take some photos and, and, and show people, you know, the, the, the faces of the people who actually live here and also show people that, uh, you know, we're, we're united as a community against this development. That was James Delaney. My thanks to him and to the other contributors to this podcast. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Cuthelman Diary. Thanks for listening.